Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Palm Sunday service. It's good to be together celebrating this special day. But before we get into the Word, I just want to pray over your tithes and offering. Family, we want to, to, to thank you so much for your consistency and your giving and we just want to, to pray for you. Some of you give during the month. Many of you give at the end of the month. And so I want to pray for all of you who are contributing financially to this church and supporting this ministry. The word says in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 8. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. God is a cheerful giver. And as his children, we learn to give cheerfully too. May the Lord continue to bless you so you may continue to have the joy of giving towards his work through this church. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you so much and pray your blessing upon everyone, every brother, every sister, every family, every household, Father, who has been giving faithfully, Lord God. And I just pray your multiplication of blessings upon them, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness upon their lives and for their generosity. And continue, Lord God, to teach us as your people to be cheerful givers, Father. Lord, I want to pray a blessing upon them, Lord, of multiplication, Lord God, and grace and mercy. But Father, I also want to pray, Father, for all those who have been going through tough times. They would like to give, Father, but they have not been able to. I pray, Father, for open doors. I pray for job opportunities. I pray, Father, for increases. I pray for blessings in their workplace, for promotions, my God, that they will be in a position to give as they desire to give. For your glory and honor, we pray. And thank you for blessing your people in the area of finances, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Let's carry on, folks. And uh, as I said, it's Palm Sunday today. The Bible is a record of God's dealings with man. It is also a prophetic book. Recently, we spoke for a few Sundays on end-time prophecy. Things that are still to happen. Things to come. And we believe that they will happen because we can look back at hundreds of Old Testament prophecies that did come to pass. Of particular interest to us are the prophecies that came to pass in the life of Jesus. Over 300 Old Testament prophecies came to pass in the life of Jesus. And then specifically at the time of his death and resurrection. Prophecies around that as well. Today, as Palm Sunday, it is the beginning of Holy Week. We Christians consider this between this Sunday and next Sunday, this period we know it as Holy Week. For 
Christians of all denominations and convictions, this week is central to the Christian faith. It starts on Palm Sunday today when we remember the day that Jesus made his triumphant entrance into Jerusalem. And it ends next Sunday on Resurrection Sunday when we celebrate Christ's victory over death. In between, much happens. And we will take time to look at some of those events in our Last Supper service on Thursday evening and our Good Friday morning devotion. And then next Sunday at our Resurrection service. This year, during our Holy Week services, I want to focus on fulfilled Old Testament prophecies, pointing to the fact that Jesus truly is who He says He is. My scripture today comes from Luke chapter 19, and I'm reading verses 41 to 44. As Jesus approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. This word wept actually means to weep out loud. It wasn't a quiet sobbing. It was weeping out loud. And said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, But now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Mm. Listen, Palm Sunday was a significant day in the life of Jesus and in the life of those who were in Jerusalem that day. And yet, many missed it. So many did not recognize that Messiah was among them. Some did, but most did not. They missed it completely. And yet all the signs were there. And we're going to take a a look at some of those events that day. First of all, the Passover was approaching. Passover was an annual ceremony on a specific date to celebrate the deliverance of the Jewish nation from slavery in Egypt. God, through Moses, gave them very specific instructions on when and how to do it. And concerning the sacrifice, it says in Exodus 12, 3, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, it was actually the the Jewish month of Nisan, the first month. On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. 
verse 6. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. This, if you remember, was when the last plague was about to hit Egypt. Nine plagues had come upon Egypt. But Pharaoh would not let the people go. He would harden his heart. You'd he say, they'll go and then harden his heart again. And so finally this last plague comes. And so God prepares the people. On a specific day, they had to do something. They had to choose a lamp on the 10th. On the 14th at twilight, it had to be sacrificed. They had to take the blood and put it on the doorposts. You know the whole story. And from then on, every year, the nation of Israel would celebrate this day by doing the same thing. They would sacrifice while the temples were standing, you know, the first and second temple, while the temple was standing, while they had the, the, the tabernacle, you know, in the time of David, they would keep this day every single year. And every single year, on the 10th, every family would choose a lamb. And on the 14th, Passover day, on the 14th, they would slaughter that lamb, sacrifice it, and remember what God had done for them in Egypt all those years ago. The lamb had to be without blemish. They were to choose it on the 10th of the month and sacrifice it on the 14th, as I said, after keeping it for four days. Now, on this day, Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem. It starts from Bethphage, a little village just behind the Mount of Olives. And actually that's prophetic too because Zechariah says that that is where the kingship of the Messiah would be revealed. And it's interesting that that is where he, he organized the, the little donkey. And then from there he starts moving and he starts descending the Mount of Olives. Uh, from that point is when people began to claim him and acclaim him. And declare, you know, that he was the king of the, the Jews. They, they began to receive him as a king. He was riding on a donkey. That was also a sign of kingship. Kings would ride on horses when they came for battle. They would ride on donkeys when they came in peace. And Jesus was a peaceful king. He is the prince of peace, remember? And so he was coming in peace to Jerusalem. And he's riding on a donkey. There were shouts of Hosanna, and Hosanna is an old phrase which means save us, save us. And so the people are, are, are looking at Jesus, and you know, he had kept a very low profile until this day, but this day he allows all this commotion to take place because he's revealing himself to Jerusalem this day. He's walking in to the gates of Jerusalem. And he allows people to say this. However, you need to understand this. As people shout, Hosanna. You know, we think, we, we actually like to sing Hosanna in our church and so forth. And, and when we sing Hosanna, we're thinking about Jesus, the Savior, the Savior of our souls, you know, our Savior, you know, saving us from the bondage of sin, taking us to heaven and so forth. But that is not what the people were shouting that day. When they were saying Hosanna, they were saying, save us. They were actually wanting political freedom. Let's remember, these guys have had now years and years and years of being, 
you know, dominated by Gentiles. The Persians, the Babylonians, the Greeks, and now the Romans, they've had it. They want to be free again, like they were once upon a time, the time of King David, King Solomon. They want to be free again, have their own nation. And so when they're shouting, Hosanna, it's not so much as, you know, set us free from our sins. They were saying, set us free from oppression. They wanted political freedom. And then they began to put palm branches. Gospel of John says the branch is actually palm branches. And again, it was a, a, a sign of, of, of acknowledgement of Jesus as king. It was something they would do when, when royalty came, came along. But again, you see, the palm branches, they were a national Jewish symbol. It used to be used in coins. When the Jewish nation was free, they would have palms on their coins. And therefore, these palm leaves are actually a symbol of nationalism, an expression of the people's desire of political freedom. You see, that day and that season, the whole Passover time, was a very tense time in Jerusalem. The Romans would send extra guards because over the years, this was a time when, when false messiahs or rebels just tried to, to, to overtake. They had enough. They wanted to, to overthrow their oppressors. They were remembering their freedom from slavery in Egypt. They're not slaves now, but they are being controlled by other nations, by the Gentiles, and they wanted to topple that. And so every year, extra guards would come into Jerusalem and they would be alert to any sign of trouble. And so here we are. The people are acclaiming Jesus and, 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 and shouting and so on. But we must understand that for many or for most of those people, what they were talking about was national freedom. Yes, they were the disciples of Jesus. They understood, you know, to a point who he was what you, and that he was, uh, you know, Messiah, the Son of God and so forth. But for many people, what they were looking for was political freedom. And then, of course, you see, we, need to, we don't often catch this because we don't know all the Jewish traditions. But, you know, when I, when I read just now about the 10th of the month when they choose the lamb, that particular day, that Palm Sunday, was actually the 10th of Nisan because it was four days before Passover, which was on the 14th. And so that day was a day of choosing the Passover lamb. And on that day, families all over Jerusalem were, 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 were choosing the lambs that would be sacrificed on Passover. J John calls Jesus the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John understood what Jesus had come to do. John the Baptist. See, Jesus, the sinless Messiah, would die for the sins of the world. And he appeared on the same day that people were choosing their spotless Passover lambs. But instead of turning to Jesus... As one who forgives sins and takes away the sins of the world, that day, most took him to be their political deliverer, fully expressed.
expecting him to deliver Israel from Roman rule. Of course, you and I know that that did not happen. As the days followed, people realized he's not coming to deliver us from Rome. He was preaching at the temple, he was doing this, he was doing that, but he was not fighting the Romans. And by, by Friday, they had realized he's not coming to deliver us. He's not who we think he is. The tables were turned. And, and many of those that were shouting Hosanna and save us on, on Sunday, on Friday were shouting crucify him. He's an imposter. He's not who we think he is. Mm. The Bible says that Jesus wept. We read over there and as I said, it wasn't a silent weeping. It was sobbing. It was weeping out loud. You see, in spite of, of the palm branches and in spite of the hosannas, and in spite of all the noise, Jesus recognized the people's misunderstanding of who he was. And he was foreseeing the consequences of their choice. You know what I read just now? As we read just now in, in, the, in my, my text in Luke, the days will come when your enemies will build an embankment against you. That's exactly what happened in AD 70 when Titus came and he, 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 he besieged Jerusalem. He did exactly that. He put embankments. He closed Jerusalem from all sides. People couldn't go in. They couldn't come out. Started starving inside Jerusalem. They will encircle you, hem you from every side. They will dash you to the ground. You and your children with you. It means, children means all the people, the, the sons and daughters of Jerusalem, the, the people inside Jerusalem. And, and folks, this prophecy that he gave on that Sunday was fulfilled to a T. That's exactly what happened some years later in AD 70. And so Jesus, recognizing that they, they were not acknowledging him for who he really was. They were misinterpreting him. And because of that, these things are going to happen. He just wept. He wept. Wow. Jesus expected them to know the day of their visitation. It had been prophesied. Daniel even gave them a timeline indicating when it would happen. Yet they missed it. They missed their opportunity to recognize Jesus for who he really was, to trust him and to find salvation. Some did recognize him and did realize he was fulfilling scripture. And throughout history, some have recognized him and some have missed it. By not being aware of the prophecies and by not giving years to scripture, they have given years to other spirits. Jesus warned others would come to deceive. Paul said that even if an angel preached another gospel, not to believe him. And yet many have done just that. Religions have sprung up throughout history because people gave years to angels, actually demons, which have deceived them and have turned away them away from the gospel, the pure gospel of Jesus Christ. However, there are others who have not missed it. 
For some, it could have taken some time for them to become convinced. But eventually they saw the truth of who Jesus is and the truth contained in the Bible. And so today this message and, and, and what happens in this week, the message of this week, it goes out to affirm believers, you and I as believers, in their faith. But also to help seekers see who Jesus is. Maybe as you're watching today, you are a believer and, and by hearing of these facts, it should affirm and strengthen your faith. Remind you of who Jesus is and who you are in Him. But if you are a seeker, please listen carefully and, and follow the next services. Pay attention and I trust that these messages will help you to understand and see who Jesus is as you see the fulfillment of Scripture in His life. That this cannot be a coincidence. The fact that Jesus appeared on this day and this happened on this day was not a coincidence. It was orchestrated by God. It had been prophesied. And as we close the service, ponder on the following. The symbolism and significance of Jesus appearing and being hailed as king on the same day Passover lambs were selected. Many people on this day chose him as king only to declare him as a sacrificial lamb on the 14th. Pay, pay attention to the accuracy of prophecies fulfilled both on that day and also the prophecy that Jesus gave that day concerning Jerusalem and how accurately it was fulfilled in AD 70 to the letter. And yet, people did not recognize what was happening that day in Jerusalem. You see, religious tradition and political oppression totally clouded their thinking. But listen, the problem is very much the same thing is happening today. Prophecies were fulfilled that show Jesus is who He says He is. And yet many choose not to believe. Prophecies are being fulfilled right now in our own lifetime. Yet many people, including many who know the Bible, are unaware of what is going on. Their thinking is clouded by wrong teaching, wrong theology or wrong beliefs. Their thinking is clouded by political concerns. Their thinking is clouded by present and future concerns due to the uncertainty of the times. Guys, today we live in uncertain times. Make no mistake, that first century, the people back then were living in great uncertain times too. And so today people also run the risk of missing it. Missing their visitation today. Missing their opportunity today to believe the gospel and receive eternal life. So folks, today, let today be a reminder to be aware of the grace that God extends to us. A reminder to live for Jesus. A reminder to allow the will of God to guide the way we do life. It is so easy for us to, 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 to relax to, you know, not obey the word of God, to become flexible because we blame it on the times. We cannot do this, folks. People back then did it. 
and they missed it. And I pray that we will not miss it. We'll not let circumstances, present day situations, politics, personal needs, uh, our concerns for the present or for the future. Let's not allow anything to cloud our thinking. Let's keep a clear mind. Let's keep scripture before us. Let's be clear about who Jesus is today. And let's continue to live for him. Amen. Enjoy your Palm Sunday. And let's meet again on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. for our last supper service. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time together. I pray, Lord, that your word will speak to our hearts. Help us to be receptive to your word. Open our understanding, Lord, to see the truth of your word and the truth of who you are, Lord. And the greatness of the events of this week. Bring us closer to you and strengthen our faith this week in a very special way, Lord, as we remember those world-changing events. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. See you again on Thursday.